Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. a funny joke <laughs> i'm gonna throw that that keyboard against the against the wall <laughs> shut up and sit down last time on the show so you don't have to say there are no facts around aliens. <laughs> no there's not what about the Navy? All that. Okay, stuff we've that discussed you. this, and I'm sad that I you still. So I, I guess I'm frustrated. Go to That's hell. A... You know what? I want. You to... Oh god. I got a stick. Oh god. Oh god. He's oh. A... Oh, somebody help me. I think he just rubbed COVID on him. Oh, god. Get down. <laughs> it's a stick. I have a metal stick. I'm gonna hit oh, Dan with it. Man. Get back okay, here. I need to this ask. Isn't even I need the to ask. Finale. I need this to ask an honest Not question. Yet. Come back. Did I overreact? No, I'm frustrated by the fact that you don't know the difference between a UFO and a fucking alien. An unidentified flying object. Okay. No. They, it was aliens taking their kids to the zoo. It were the zoo. But it is on the Department of Defense or the someone, some government agency's website that yeah, US they Navy. just don't know what it is. Correct. Nothing. But when you find something like that on a government agency's website... That means that this shit's fucking real. I found you on the government agency website, and that's why you're even here. <laughs> you were under all the Bigfoot files. <laughs> and we are... We're here. We're live. Oh, we're shit. Alive. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, you were... Thanks. Thanks, everybody, that, that sat through that opener. It was a long one, but it was a good one. So, yes. <laughs> speaking of long ones and good ones, my brother's here. Yes. Yay. Hey. Insert, insert clapping. Yay. Yes, I'll insert uh, those. Put those in post, Dan. Okay, well, welcome, welcome everybody to church. Oh my Jesus God. Christ! You're, you're now in the in the church of critical mass. It's a it's, it's a Wednesday night mass, and uh, we're here to talk about gay stuff, aren't we? We are. We definitely, <laughs> definitely are. As uh, weird as you just made that when you yeah. uh, when you said that, so thank you yeah. for that. It's gay. Listen, it's Gay Pride Month. We've got how many days left? I don't know. Check the calendar. I don't know how many days are left. Well, we're recording month. this on Wednesday, the twenty five. Three, four, five, six, no. seven, seven, seven days left. So seven days over the last week of this uh, Gay Pride Month. I want people to listen to this episode and just take it all in. Okay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> take it all in. Oh my God. Hey, um, I wasn't doing any double entendre there. You guys went there. Well, what do you expect, Dan? What okay, is the expectation? So, so my brother, a member of the LGBTQ community, is here back on the show. It's been, I don't know, a couple of years. He was one. Yeah. He was the first guest on our, our show. first guest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he he showed up again at the door. He was knocking loudly. We had to let him in. That's true. Uh, and and we asked him to come back a third time because you know that's when you get your gold star as a guest. It's the third time. The third time. The jacket's coming in the it's mail. the only reason why I'm here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, before we get to him, Rock, what is with this stupid hat? I mean, this nice hat you're wearing. It says what? copy on the front of it. Well, so my son, he uh, he's going to be two years old, and he goes to a daycare. And um, they were working on their uh, thing. What is it called? Their Father's, the Father's Day, Day gift. gift? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So mine says copy, and his says paste. Um, right. Get it? Copy, paste, you know, because he's my son. Right. Um, so I was Ew. copied. In here. <laughs> Ew. I love that. I love that response. Yeah, this is I have why a problem we need Pride that. Month. This is exactly why we need Pride Month to distinguish ourselves from you fucking straight people yeah. that do this stuff. You goddamn normies. <laughs> oh it's, my God, you breeders. Uh, and I it's know. not even exactly correct. He's not an exact copy of you, he's not a clone. No, he's not a clone of me, but he's only half of you. What I wanted to bring attention to was the how incredible the stitching is. We now, were hoping a, he was less than half of you. For for a two year old, he sewed this hat up really well. I the mean, dexterity is impressive. It's incredible. I'm thinking of sending him to like India or like Pakistan to yes, like so work in the silk trades. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, at two years old, he can bring in some money at least. Yeah. You know, pay for those goddamn diapers. Right. <laughs> Um, offset, but, just trying to offset the price. That's all uh, just offset the cost that that's it. That's it. Um, so uh, anyway, I, I just got a message that our Facebook link isn't working to get into the live show, which, uh, you know, doesn't, well, make, cool. any, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I don't know. Let me just make sure, um, that, you know, we got people to come in here. Well, you work on that. I'm going to talk about Matt Gates because the talk about Matt Gates, the the secretary of the <laughs> Joint Chiefs of Staff. I don't know what his fucking name is, but he lit up Matt Gates. Matt Gates in a in a session uh, that the Joint Chiefs of Staff are supposed to be. Matt giving. Gates is a huge piece of shit. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, and Matt Gates, just so you know, is a is a representative in Congress for uh, one of the uh, Ho Dunk areas in Florida, and <laughs> he's a he's a pro Trumper. And uh, a pro having sex with minors that are sex trafficked. And when I say that, I mean he's under indictment and will face charges in July because one of his friends blew him in. Um, so he's out there at, at this you know meeting or whatever saying that the military um, he's accusing the military of trying to be woke and its stance on you know reading books and literature and, and studying the facts of history. Um, yes. And so the Joint Chiefs of Staff guy just fucking was like, are you, are you kidding me? I find it incredibly offensive. You know, we're, we're all about learning new things and being open to, to history and everything that's happened in this country to minorities and everybody else. I mean, to ignore yeah. that is, is absurd. And to say that we're, we're woke. I mean, he took offense to the word woke because obviously Matt Gates meant it as an insult. And he's like, well, sure. fuck you. Like, just because we're intellectual, just because we're trying to read and learn and understand, that means we're fucking less than you. Up yours. It I was don't fantastic. Understand. It was fantastic. You yes, I, I watched it. And it's it's incredible that, like, Matt Gates and people like him who have no business representing any person mm -hmm. at all even gets a voice in, in Congress. Like, yeah. I've 
told people time and time again, mostly people that don't get it is it's okay to have a differing opinion on like how we spend money on our taxes, right? How we spend our taxes. It's okay to have a difference of opinion for football teams. It's okay to have a difference of opinion for sports that you like or toppings on pizza. These are all things where you're just like, Hey, you know, people think differently than I do. And that's what makes America great. Right. Um, but it's not a difference of opinion when you just hate gay people or you hate black people or you hate like if you're a racist or a homophobe or or uh, whatever the hell you are where you're just a douche like it's not you don't have an opinion that matters because it's not an opinion. You're just a piece of shit. I mean, that's it. And when you got Matt Gates hanging out at high schools, you know, trying to bang high schoolers because that's I mean, Matt Gates, if you're listening, dude, that's what you're in. That's what you're getting indicted for, bro. And you're in Congress, like the guy you know, who the guy who basically uh, gave up his name was his buddy, a lawyer, uh, a tax collector, or something like that. Um, who just I don't know if you read the same article as me, but seven hundred thousand dollars this guy spent on a hundred and five different transactions with hookers, and sure. one of which he even admitted was under the age at the time, um, or at least part of the time, and no. and. It's yeah. to, to be involved with somebody like that. I mean, money laundering. There's all kinds of stuff that's going on. It's Florida. I mean, is anybody shocked? Seriously? No, no. But but Dan, it's the man. It's are there other congressmen that have probably done this? Both the Democrat side, the oh, Republican God, side. Yes. Oh absolutely. God, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But for for sitting there touting family values and okay. then doing this, Bill is Clinton's really... getting the BJ in the Oval Office. Yeah, and he's not even president right now. Yeah, and it's happening. And, and, and Marilyn Monroe's Marilyn Monroe's get up there singing a happy, sexy, happy birthday song happy to the president, sitting president with his wife Mr. right there. President. She's literally like touching herself, being like, happy "Remember the time we fucked? I'm gonna sing to you about it." Happy birthday. I mean, trust me, there's all kinds of Democrats who do all kinds of shady things. Sure. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Winkler, Winky, Winky Dink. Um, Wiener. Wiener. Andrew, Andrew Wiener. How do you forget that? Anthony, we Anthony, Anthony Wiener. Wiener. Yeah, yeah, Anthony yeah. Wiener. Jason. Yes. Yeah. Fucking yes. piece of shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I want to, real quick. Brett Favre, turn... even. I'm sorry. Absolutely. With a pair of Crocs on, rubbing one out on video. <laughs> It's incredible. I had um, to go there. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's fine. Favre has been talking shit about trans people lately. And oh, really? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like you know, Ugh. not into all that. So, um, you know, it's weird. Uh, all right, fine. Walk. God. <laughs> Speaking of crazy NFL guys, side brand, side note. Um, Cole Beasley yeah. needs to shut the fuck up too. It's oh, interesting how, right there. you know, if, if they're saying things that we don't agree with politically, we're immediately like, shut the fuck up. But the reason why we're saying shut the fuck up is not because he has a difference in opinion. It's because you're setting a bad example, you dumb idiot. It's a goddamn shot. All right. You've had lots of them in your past and you're going to have more in the future. So shut up and stop setting this poor example. Cole Beasley, retire. Um, Cole Beasley needs to retire. He's a piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit, um, whose beard? Rick. Yeah, Rick, Rick, whose beard are you talking about? <laughs> so, anyways, 
Anyway, yes. What I was trying to say was previously we spoke about Britney Spears in a documentary. Mm. Um, Jason, are you familiar with uh, what's been going on with, with Britney here? Yes, I'm very informed. Okay. Is that now is that do you have to be informed <laughs> about what's going on with Britney it's as part, a part of, of your membership? It's part of the membership of the Alphabet Mafia, as I like to call them. Um, oh, interesting. It's a monthly thing that you have to keep up on. Actually, you do need to donate to her share Mariah. Is that, a, is that a quarterly magazine or does that come like once a month? Well, it used to be once a month, but gays are too lazy, so it's probably quarterly. Right, but the layout was very nice, wasn't it? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Go, absolutely fantastic. Um, so what's so, going on with Brittany? Is she free yet or what? She went to... Well, go ahead, Jason. You heard no, about this, she's, right? she, Yeah, she's not free. Apparently, she. this was the day that she had already requested to talk to the judge to give her opinion on her conservatorship. Yeah. Uh, but she asked for this, I guess, a couple months ago. And they even had to grant her the right just to talk to the judge. So I guess today she just made the case saying, hey, I can't live my life. Like, I can't even stain my kitchen cabinets. Like, I'm Britney fucking Spears and I can't stain my cabinets. Like, you know, so that's all I've heard, though. So if I were her, I'd be doing that everywhere. I'm Britney fucking Spears. I can't pump my own gas. Right. Well, I'm Britney fucking Spears. I can't pour my own cereal. What's crazy about everything? What's crazy is we saw this documentary. Dan and I watched it. We talked about it on the show. And the whole point was it was the, it was the folks that were studying this, doing this documentary. So today for Brittany herself to come out mm-hmm. and actually corroborate pretty much everything this documentary said is not yeah. only wild, but it's also fucking scary. Well, it's crazy that like one person can basically begin to lose their mind i mean she's not actually lost her mind but she went through an episode okay she had a really bad episode a period of her life where she was unstable because of a lot of things that were happening to her yeah and now you look at her and you think well she probably is okay or or at least we could have a professional come in and, and be with her for a while to check it out but no she's allowed to just have this conservatorship over her and and basically be treated like she's a senile senior citizen yet all kinds of celebrities are allowed to misbehave left and right and everything's okay. You know, like Justin Bieber's peeing inside of a potted plant inside of a restaurant and that's normal and that's okay. Well, yeah, but I think for me, even if you're not a fan of Britney and I'm not a fan of her music, like I don't give a shit about her music at all. I don't care about it, but she's also a human being. And to watch this documentary, not being a fan of hers and just being like, holy fuck. So if you're listening to this or watching us now and you haven't seen that documentary, I believe it's on Hulu. Um, it's really eye opening on how she has really just been treated like a, a circus animal mm-hmm. and her father. It just literally owns her as if she is completely mentally incapable of of handling her own life right like either a child or a senior citizen like you know correct and and she is not even entitled to her own money and she can't make her own decisions Mm -hmm. and it was a really scary documentary because it's not just her it could be anyone and the fact that this is even legal is what's wild Mm -hmm. so now you know to see it come out where she was actually like yeah so all that stuff's true wow 
Like, wow. You know, did you know that she has to pay not only for her lawyers, but she has to pay for the opposing lawyers as yep. well. She has to pay for everything. Even the yep, lawyers wow. that are arguing against her. Yep. Because of the conservatorship that yeah, was in the documentary. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's so crazy. So again, even if you're not a fan of hers, check out the documentary. It's really freaking eye opening and it's really freaking crazy. Say the title um, again. I don't know. I don't I think know. It's called it... Saving Britney or something. Something Britney. Yeah, Saving Britney. It was on Hulu. I know that much. Yes. Um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, I just kind of want to roll into, you know, why, why we're you do. Oh, yeah, why we're here today. Um, you know, Jason, thanks for first of all, thanks for coming back and thanks for coming at all. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> Don't be so excited. Uh, um, but in in the <laughs> in the green room before we we went live, um, we were talking about how like Dan and I every episode has been, um, you know, oh okay, well hang on, Joe. If you don't like it, move you communist pussy. Joe, pre- appreciate you. I guarantee um, Joe right now is not even wearing a shirt. Probably not. <laughs> um. So every episode this month, Dan and I have been talking about Pride Month because it is, in fact, Pride Month. And we've said a lot of different things and made a lot of different inferences. And really, in essence, I, I want to I want to hear from you, because, as I said before, Dan and I were, were straight white landowning males. Um, you know, we're exactly what America wants. And, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> what this country was founded on. Exactly. Um, you're here. Um, you are, a, you know, queer. you're Dan's brother and a friend of mine. And and okay, you're here. You're <laughs> queer. You said it. <laughs> um, and I guess one of the things that we we did bring up often was the commercialization of Pride Month, and mm. like the question of like, is this patronizing to the community or is it a step in the right direction? Um, to be more open or is it both? And, you know, Dan and I kind of, we inferred that it's kind of both, but I mean, really we want to hear from you. Uh, Well, two things I do want to say, I don't, the whole, like, cause you're two straight white males that you don't get to speak on topics like this is just, in in my opinion is utter bullshit i don't i don't think that's not how conversations are had and that's well we speak how... about it anyways i mean right well obviously you have this <laughs> this thing you're doing um yeah. <laughs> so um and like you said earlier that you don't think you're part of the the lgbt family and whatnot and in my opinion if you're an ally if you support and if you know someone or love someone or something like that, I think you're, you're, you're a part of it. You, mm-hmm. you, you may not be able to say everything that we say, but like you're our family, you're our friends. Like we can't get to the places that we've been if it hasn't been for straight people. So for us to just be like, oh, well, straight people can't be part of the conversation is how Chris. How does a straight or a cisgendered male 
be a part of the LGBTQ community? Is there an initiation? Do I have to be in a parade? Do I have to shop at Banana Republic? What is it? What do I have to do? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. Um, you just don't be a douchebag. Okay. Like, really, it's really that simple. And it's a lot of just not being a douchebag. Like, mm-hmm. don't just treat everybody the way you would treat okay. your best friend at the bar. Because I've, I've watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I just feel like I'm in, you know? To be yeah. in the community, you have to... Uh... You have to... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. <laughs> um no but uh, i i you know dan obviously derailed the question completely um because he's dan um Mm -hmm. but do do i'm a professional god damn it do you feel that pride month and its commercialization has become patronizing to the community Mm. or is it is it good i don't know so this is something that america does and it does it with almost anything i mean it does it with black people it does it with indigenous people it does it with anybody they put a band-aid over a gunshot wound or whatever metaphor you want to use. I mean, you can look at, you know, how they just made Juneteenth a holiday when that's really not that big of a deal, but yet they're going to stop teaching race theory. Yes. Right? Critical race you know, theory. You I want to talk so about that today. It's kind of like the same thing where we gay people appreciate it because there is importance to it. I mean, there is something to be said for you know like these small towns in the south where all you have is a walmart or or all you have is a target you don't have anything else and this little queer kid is going to walk in and see this whole rainbow section and he's going to feel like just a little bit better just because of that Mm -hmm. but yet us who are in these bigger cities were literally slapped in the face with rainbows for a whole month if not more and it can feel like a money grab. It feels okay. like a really quick, easy money grab. And for some of these companies, they do it. And, you know, as soon as June is over with, they're donating to really sketchy people. They're supporting really bullshit policies. They're, you know, so it's, it is patronizing, but it's also necessary. So yeah. it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to have to go either way that's where i landed on the topic Um, yeah by the way my wife is either listening through the air ducts of the house or she's watching live on facebook right now when i mentioned that i watched a lot of rupaul's drag race she said you have not watched a lot of rupaul's drag race and i said i've watched enough (laughs) and she said (laughs) you're just trying to sound cool you're a loser poser oh wow let me get this straight Let let me get this straight folks Pretending to have seen a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race makes me cooler. <laughs> it does in okay. my book. <laughs> You're super cool, right? You're super cool now. Got it. Um, so uh, you know, another thing too that we discussed that I I read is that Pride Month isn't about being proud of being in the this community, the LGBT, the the Alphabet Mafia, as you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not about being proud to be in that community it's about being proud not to be afraid anymore 
to be in that community. Now, is that true? Is that, I mean, can you speak on that? I don't. Um, yeah. And it's, that's a hard one because the gay, the whole LGBT community is so large and it has so mm -hmm. many different, what would you call them? Factions. <laughs> they have so many different and it's like game of thrones it is like game of thrones or hunger games or some you know and um do you guys get pins how does that work uh little badges okay. on like on the shirt um nice, on the lapel dude. which um, one's yours <laughs> aqua brave so it's still aqua brave is that the shitty cologne what is that yeah yeah jesus anyways wow um no, I do. I, I, I think it originated as being open, being mm -hmm. visible, be, mm -hmm. being able to be in society and not shamed for it, not prosecuted for it. Um, I think that's where it originated. And as it gained traction, as the community grew and as times changed, I think it did kind of change into, I'm also proud to be a part of this community as well. But I think it differs depending on who you talk to. If you talk to an older gay person, they probably have a way different experience sure, going sure. through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And sure. then, you know, if you talk to somebody younger than me, I mean, they're, they're going to have a completely different opinion. Mm. Yeah, you know, so but for me personally, Pride Month is just a reminder that, you know, you're better off alive than you are yeah. dead, because a lot of people still think that way. And if that's all Pride Month comes down to is just a reminder that, you know, you don't have to take the alternative, then that's the only message that I need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so. that that's, I mean, that in itself, I think um, is great. Cause I agree with you. I'd rather that you're alive. Um, that's, <laughs> that's right. just my opinion though. Right, man. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, and I, I just want to apologize personally, Jason, when you were younger and the family and, you know, we didn't, we didn't take you to Disney world at one time. Cause we didn't want you to be seen. It was wrong. It was wrong. You're an awful person. <laughs> oh my god! So another even <laughs> deal. Another another huge part of this is, you know, at least in in my opinion, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, Jason. Um, but you're getting married. Yeah, mm -hmm. to a man. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> you did. Yeah. When you told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I am. When is the question? Uh, <laughs> yeah. When is the big question? Uh, how is also a huge question. Um, well, how? Tell me why. What's what's the how? What's wrong with that? It's legal. Yes, it is legal. Uh, Good, as but it should it's be. Also, I mean, COVID messed up a lot. Mm. A lot of it. Uh, I proposed to this asshole in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I wanted Bad timing we, with COVID. <laughs> we wanted to get married in 2020. We wanted to make it easy. Oh, thanks, Joe. Um, I wanted to do 2020 because I don't know. It sounded good. 2020. 
but sure. that turned out to be a shit show. Well, it's easier to figure out your anniversaries if it's on an even year like that. Yeah, that's, you know, true. that's true. I've been and married for two, six, I don't know. Carry the one. <laughs> yeah, and it would have also been like 10 years to when we started talking. I don't wow. know. It's just something stupid. But Well, it's not stupid. That's pretty great. Yeah, but then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And everything turned to shit. And I mean, March of 2020, I was literally talking to to vendors to places. Okay. And like a week later, I just got like seven or eight emails all in one day, all saying, "Hey, uh, we're probably gonna have to reschedule that tour until May, maybe June. We don't know." And then June of 2022. Came <laughs> yeah. And then June came around and I never heard from them. And it was quite obvious that this wasn't going away anytime soon. And now the problem is, is didn't you tell them it was a hoax? That's what I I would have said. You know, I told them, I was like, listen, I'm, I don't have, I'm not trying to have that big of a wedding. I don't like that many people. I barely like Mm -hmm. my family. Like I'm not trying to have everybody like my restraining order was just lifted. Right. Fuck. I mean, we can have like less people there, but mm-hmm. they never wanted to hear that. But the problem now is that the world opened up and we're opening so fast that it's like it's a mad dash to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're just filling up quick. Oh, and I believe it. These places, I don't blame them. These places are raising their prices. I mean, I understand they got to recover, but sure. like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard and we already scheduled our honeymoon. So we're going to have to try to get it around when we already scheduled our honeymoon. I don't know, but right wow. now Just it's elope. looking like, oh, I would love to elope. That would be the best. Does he, want the big wed- he wants the big wedding. You don't sound like the romantic in the relationship. Um, I'm not. And <laughs> Andrew's not well. He likes to pretend he isn't, but he is. Yeah. So he'll never admit to any of it. I was already lighting candles, anyways. <laughs> I don't know where these rose petals came from. Yeah. Um, you must have dragged them in on your shoe. Honestly, it's for kind of both of us that we do want some a semblance of a wedding. Sure. Um, because one, it's like, well, we can. We, sh- I mean, the fact that we weren't allowed to ten years ago, mm-hmm. we should just, just fucking do it. And By the way, also- do you need to run inside? Yeah, was that Trump's secret police? Because you're marrying a man, so like, you need to we get out the of sirens. The- no, that's just summer in the city. So <laughs> that's, that's just the oh, city. wait, are Nature. they going to go arrest a lovely warrant? <laughs> Oh yeah, they God. didn't find any more votes in her basement, so they're gonna go pick her. <laughs> what up. is going on? Like, wh- did she lose or win? What's happening? She lost. She lost. She lost. Wow. Yeah, Malik. Buffalo Malik got a new got mayor it. too. Oh, they did. They at the same time. Yeah, she's some giant progressive too. Wow. Well, sweet. Um, Shocker. So, so going back to this, I, I, I'm just like thinking about it. Something you said earlier is like. A different experience. So someone who's like old and in the LGBTQ community, you know, which is they're me. old. They're old. <laughs> I'm talking like in their 
you know, 50s and their 60s, even in their 80s, whatever. Oh, we don't and, talk about them. They're too old. Oh, oh okay, gotcha. But like explaining to them that you're getting married. Yeah. And it's to someone of the same, you know, a man. Oh, you're, yeah. you're marrying a man. So, I mean, do you get, have you experienced that? Like talk to someone who, you know, is like, holy shit, like where that that's hit them in such a positive way or. Um, you know, not directly. I did have a, I did have a, an older friend who, uh, was texting. He texted me when the Supreme court passed it like 2013, 2015. I don't know what it was. Um, and he literally texted me and he said, he was like, I never, he was like, I never thought in a million years that I would be alive for this. He was like, I knew it, I knew it was coming, but not in my lifetime. He was like, and he was 60 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was, I was like, oh, this is a really big deal. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is awesome. Like, duh. Why has this happened before? But for him, it was almost like really, really emotional to the point where like it started, it kind of made him reflect on his mortality Mm -hmm. and like how much he went through. Sure. And how much things have changed. And the only thing that I got out of that is, you know, I, I just I'm curious as to like what I'm going to think when I'm that age. Like, yeah, what's going to happen when I'm that age and something's going to pass and I'm going to be like, oh, I never thought that was going to happen in my lifetime. And just like kind of have a little bit of envy for the younger kids, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's wild, man. That's that's incredible to me. And I think that goes along with someone was saying, if you've never had a Supreme court rule on your rights, then you don't need a month. Yeah. Right. If your existence has been questioned by like any governing authority, or if people are being like actively thrown off buildings because of who you are, then like, I really don't have time for it. I'm, I don't have time for it. I, it's just yeah. at this Look, point, if people we have tried that, to throw me off buildings. Okay, they've tried, but I'm not asking for a really justifiable reason well, for something that you can change. You just we don't want tried to. So hard to push you off. But you didn't. Listen, you, you didn't, you didn't budge. But yeah. Here I am, and I'm not. I'm not asking for a month, am I? You've got the staples in your legs to prove that you just did it yourself. That's true. <laughs> I can um, fly. Exactly. Exactly. Um, with that being said, I, I do have a I do have a quick uh, read here. I want to thank uh, you know and and talk about one of our sponsors, uh, Ridley's Gaming Realm. Um, make sure you check them out on Facebook. That's Ridley's Gaming Realm. Um, they have zero scams on their site for buying, selling, and trading of video games of all kinds. So if you're looking to get a larger collection or make your collection, well, I just said that, make your collection larger. Either way, check out Ridley's Gaming Realm and uh, just just go to their group. I mean, they're really cool. I, I check them out every single day. And some of the stuff people post, it's just awesome. Old school video games that I like haven't seen in like 30 years. And I'm just like, oh man, that's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check them out. 
Um, but let's let's uh, let's jump back. Uh, something that you said that I definitely want to talk about, Jason, today. Something that you said is that Juneteenth has become a national, a federal holiday, which on one hand I think is awesome and fantastic, and it should be celebrated. But almost in the same breath, the United States and the states themselves are questioning the education of critical race theory, which in some states, parts of it, from what I understand, is being taught and has always been taught. Um, but there are parts that are very much missing. And there are certain states like Florida, to bring them up again, that are banning it. And for those of you that don't know, on our last episode, I cut a chunk out when we talked to Chris and Casey. And the reason I cut that out is because we were talking about critical race theory. We didn't have a good enough understanding of what it was. And the, the whole bit was just nonsensical. It just didn't it just didn't make any sense. What, Dan? Go ahead. You're going to say something. Well, you know, this is this is why you get editing rights because you have anxiety about this. I think it would have been smarter to leave it in because it would have been more honest. I, at the end of the day, we were on the right side of history. We just we were just trying to figure out what it was. You were afraid of sounding stupid by not knowing what it was. But the truth is, is that not a lot of people know what it is unless they go on the Internet and do the research right now. But at the end yeah. of the day, we were basically pointing a finger at conservatives or anybody for that matter that's trying to cover up the facts of history. That's the problem. Yes. Critical race theory is facts. And people are worried that this is going to create an in-school negative connotation toward white people. And the fact of the matter is, is, is two things. Number one, the things that want to be taught are facts, are things that actually happened. So that's kind of part one that kind of makes this scary, that there's actually a part of the governing body that do not want the kids to learn facts, okay? Right. Number one. Number two, okay, you've got this whole situation. We don't want white people to be painted in a negative light. Well, how about all the years of television where the black American or the black person was shown as a criminal all the time or a drug addict all the time or some type of uh, wild figure that just gave them a negative connotation for the longest time. How many times were gay people shown as super feminine to the point of making fun of them and, and being in a negative light. So now when it's, well, this might paint white people in a negative light. Well, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Can't have that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to understand a little bit at a time, but my issue with a lot of these things that we're hearing in progressive politics, whether it be critical race theory or defund the police or abolish the police is, is marketing and, and, and verbiage. So the word theory, I think is problematic. I don't know what the intention is and I will admit ignorance on this, but I moving forward, you. I vote for changing it from critical race theory to history. <laughs> And that's and that's fair. The theory is that by using these historical events that really happened, it shows how the 
the black community and and other communities as such minority communities have been affected negatively thusly Mm -hmm. not giving themselves not giving them the same opportunities that we have and that we have had as as the privileged as white privileged people we're white privileged people we just Mm -hmm. are the three of us are have white privilege right uh well, yes we agree the <laughs> thing the thing about that though is you know here's the same way we say facts matter i think danny you're right words matter too because mm-hmm. people i don't think theory is the right word the same way i don't think defund the police is the right word I think reallocation of funds for the police. That's literally is what I was going to say. Yes, reallocation of funds. That's doesn't roll off the tongue. I no. mean, yeah. it's not a buzzword. It's not right. a buzzword. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't track. So you got to make sure that you're using the right words, and theory just throws it out. And I'm sorry mm-hmm. when you're talking about the South, and you're talking about very specific states. You you can't be too wishy washy with what you're trying to promote because they're going to just be they're going to put their hands up and say whoa what the hell is this mm-hmm. so like they should have just not said anything and just put it in the books and then just put the books in the classrooms and just gone with it like they they still want to teach creationism they yeah, literally some, don't like the schools. fact that that evolution is taught in public schools they don't like that this is why there's a giant movement across the country with conservatives to get their kids in private schools because there's less regulations well yes they're easier to control these these people are easier to control when they don't have the right facts so for instance and i we talked about this on the show a hundred thousand times is the tulsa massacre I am still angry that that was not taught to me in high school. And that's part of critical race theory is the fact that we were never taught about what happened in Tulsa. Now go ahead and and research it. It's a fact. Um, You know, the police and the KKK and the police affiliated KKK went into a small town in Tulsa, Oklahoma and raped and pillaged and set to fire and killed men, women, children. It is the first time the United States bombed itself. They actually had bombs on airplanes and they were bombing the city within the United States. But we we didn't learn about that in high school because that paints such a negative light on the United States. But the fact of the matter is, is we need to learn about those things so we can build a better United States. That's the point. That's what people aren't getting. It's not to just shit on the U.S. and wipe my ass with the flag. It's so I can teach, I can learn and teach my kids how to create a better United States. Yeah. I mean, if we're supposed to be the best at everything, shouldn't we be the best at education and being the best at being honest and being the best because that's how you don't repeat your mistakes? Mm -hmm. But... A lot of what we used to do, well, still do, is a power grab. Mm-hmm. And if it's a power grab and it works, I don't, I don't see an alternative. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey. yeah, and it's and it's sad, and it's these, it's this washing away, 
you know, I know again, before we came on, I also talked about what I think, what I think should matter in critical race theory and, and learning about this stuff is Alan Turing. You know, a lot of us, the first time mm -hmm. we were introduced to Alan Turing is Benedict's Benedict Cumberbatch's movie. Um, what was it called? The imitation game where Benedict Cumberbatch mm -hmm. played Alan Turing and he figured out the Enigma code used by Adolf Hitler, which aided the allies in winning world war two. But we're, we don't learn about him because he was gay. He was fed some type of medication that was supposed to suppress his, I don't know the term, his gayness. I don't know how to say it, but it was supposed to suppress that. Yeah, it was and gay conversion therapy, right? And he fucking yeah. killed himself. He's a hero to the allies of World War II, yeah. and he fucking killed himself because they didn't want him to be gay. Mm -hmm. And we don't learn about him in high school. At least I didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, America's laced with things like that. I mean, for I just learned, I think it was in 1993, uh, homosexuality was like officially taken out of the book of mental illness. In the DSM, 19, yeah. In, in 1993. Like, <laughs> I was alive. Like, mm -hmm. I just learned, like, there's so much of that. and And we knew by 1993, too. Yeah, I'm um, okay. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> um, now I got a tease. I'm his older brother. Damn it. That's true. That's true. But my thing is, is like, if there's so much of it that we've kept secret, that the country has kept secret, then if we're all going to learn about it at once, mm. it's going to be hard. Like, if we all learn about it as a collective, the zeitgeist, we all get all this information. Like what's going on up in Canada with all those native children yes. found under those that school, like that hap that's happening here. That happened here. Like mm -hmm. if it happened in Canada, it's happening. It happened here. Oh so, yeah, yeah for sure. So the thing is, is like if we're gonna get all of this like wokeness and truth, mm -hmm. it's gonna be very very hard for a lot of people, and there's gonna be pushback. Like we can't just assume that everybody's gonna be. I don't know what the word is accepting of other ideas. I mean, if you get new information, you change your opinion mm. and not everybody's <laughs> like that. Yeah. And you can't and, uh, force them to be that way. So no matter what happens, I mean, you can, you can come down the street and talk about how, I don't know, something stupid, like somebody has got purple skin and they're going to be like, Oh no, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Like it's hard. It's hard for, you know, a lot of people, especially like, you know, like, almost 70 year old men who are like Uber drivers and Catholics, you know, <laughs> that's oddly specific. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of those. It's hard I for people relate. like that. It's hard for people like that to take in all of this change that's happening. All of this, uh, waking up, if you will, of being socially conscious, whether it's being politically correct about name, you know, not saying certain words or, or yeah. pointing out the fact that you shouldn't be catcalling women or uh, groping them in your office and, and closing the door behind them with a secret button under your desk, <laughs> Matt Lauer, or, you know, all kinds oh, of progressive man. things that are happening. 
yeah, all kinds of progressive things that are happening, like like critical race theory that that just people are freaking out about. We just gave them, we just gave these liberals Juneteenth, and now they want to bring this. Now they want to teach our kids about racism in schools. They can't handle all of this stuff at once. You're right, Jason. They it's just too it. much. It's too much. And at this, and like at the same time, because I was just talking to my best friend about it because he's going through the same thing. Uh, with Catholics and <laughs> the worst, um, kind. you know, I was just trying to explain to him. I was like, the only thing that we can do is hold them as accountable as we can, but also kind of forgive them because they're doing the best that they can with the tools that they have and what they grew up with. I mean, the words right. that we're talking with right now didn't even exist to them and all this change has been very very rapid i mean i could talk about the change when i went to high school and that was 10 years ago 12 years ago and now going to high school they're having a completely different experience if you're gay that's mm -hmm. rapid change yeah. i mean that's crazy and for us to all just expect this older generation to just get it or just to be on board when they can't even like compose an email. Yeah. Can't even you open a PDF. They can't, they don't even know what a PDF stands for. They think that's like a venereal disease. They don't Hold understand. On. Hold on. Sorry. My mom's calling. She says she's, she's been logged off of Facebook and can't get back on. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, it, it's a, <laughs> It's a good point, though. But the problem with the problem with these people, the problem with these people is that they're holding us back from from this progress. And that's why I think that there should be an age limit for voting. Sorry, but I, I, age I limit. Yeah. Like when mm. you start getting into your late 70s. You're not going to be here much longer. There should so be an age limit for driving. That's for damn sure. That's Wait, true. how old is Biden? <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. I think I think there should also be an age limit for presidency. Seventy three. We all Something we have like is old He's, white guys, yeah. except yeah. for for Obama. It was all old white dudes. And honestly, like, let's I don't have like an, a, I don't have an age issue with voting. Okay, let's go back. I mm. my issue is not with age. My issue is with level of intelligence, IQ level, or even educational levels. I don't care how old or young you are. Honestly, I think you should be allowed in a presidential election. If you're considered 18 as an adult, I think you should be allowed to vote at 14 then because that means that that president will still be sitting in office when you're 18. Or at least admit the fact that a taxpayer, someone who works, anybody that works and has taxes taken out of their paycheck deserves to vote. That's a good point. The taxes part. Sure. Yeah. Sure. sure. I mean, point. I can... I can get on board with that. You pay taxes, you get to vote. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. like, if you're 14 and you have a job and they're like, okay, well, you should be able to vote, well, then you should also be a fucking B student or higher. And if you're 72, you should have completed at least two years of college, something like that. I don't know. But, but yeah, that's right. Ah, I'm going full authoritarian on you. The the yeah, other side of the that's coin. A authoritarian. <laughs> the other side of the coin to that, though, is that it's also against what america believes in which I is know. you're right ungated 
voting, even access though access to the democratic process, right? Exactly. Right. Where although we do have those gates in place for prisoners, we have those gates in place for people under eighteen. So again, you know, we have uh, gerrymandering, which is perpetrated by the Republicans. We have, um, you know, uh, closing of polling. No, places Democrats do it. Treated really? Yeah, they yes. do gerrymandering yeah yes. no they really do they really but but the question is is it the chicken of the egg that came first i mean it's That's just right. okay. it's a battle it goes back and forth back and forth now experts will point out that republicans were really the first to do it and are like really nefarious about it they're really good it, at it. you know from our point we're like yeah democrats are only trying to make it even and right you know that's just our point of view but the republicans sure. certainly from the expert standards have really been well, pretty shitty about it, but this is now, definitely year, both parties do it for sure. This is the first year Republicans were even allowed to come to any polling places, um, due to the fact that they weren't allowed for the longest time because of many different things that they did that were pretty terrible at different polling places. Mm -hmm. And it was they were sued and they weren't no, no, not like Republicans like voters. I'm talking like people like poll watchers, poor wa poll watchers mm -hmm. were not allowed to come, did a lot of that in college. There you go. Poll watching. Anyway. You know um, <laughs> wow. Uh, this derailed. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, when you're old and you're voting, that's like you're starting a movie with a friend and then you get up and leave during the movie and like you leave the friend there alone to just watch the movie by themselves. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you're not going to be on Earth much yeah. longer. So, like, yeah. you know, I think there should be I think there should be an age limit for people who are serving in government. I don't mm. think we should have a bunch of 70, 80 year olds in government, not only because I don't want my representatives dropping over in the middle of negotiations, but also because what you just said, Rocco, like you're not going to be here. So, of course, you're not going to pass the carbon tax mm. like you're yeah. not going to be here, so you don't care. And they might go out and say for PR reasons, like, oh, I did it for this or I did it for that. No, you just did that because you don't, it doesn't personally affect you or it won't affect you or anybody that you think it will. And that can go across the board for anything that's passed in the government. Like, if you're not yeah. going to be around, then who the who the hell cares mm. every single person they people argue and say every single person in government should have served in the military at one time or another and i say no every single person what? in government should have to have should have be forced to live on minimum wage for two years yeah <laughs> that's what every single person in government should have to do for two years as a prerequisite yeah. you should work minimum wage and if that means you have to work multiple jobs in order to survive to get a roof over your head and food on your plate then fine i want them to do that for two years and let's see how that works on their decision fucking making when they're yeah. actually making decisions for the people yep no health care no get no health care no, none of that stuff minimum wage you have to Tip be jobs. in an apartment you have to be in an apartment not the top floor, not the bottom. You have to be in the middle. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't I don't think I don't think right now if they can't pass a bill like health care or something specific and they like go past a deadline. I think 
we should enact whatever they're trying to pass, take it away from them. Like if it's a healthcare thing and you were supposed to pass it a week ago, well mm -hmm. then you don't you go a week without healthcare. Exactly. Oh, you had oh you had a root canal this week. Well, <laughs> guess you're like paying when the full government was shutting down. Right. Like yeah. when the, all those government shutdowns and everything, they were fine. Yeah. Sure. Like they were, they were fine. fine. It was all I the just, people that worked in federal parks and all that that were suffering. Right here, twenty-five an hour is the federal minimum wage. Very exactly. good, Joe. Uh, hopefully, your state. So that's basically the lowest your minimum wage can be in each is state allowed. now. Yeah. In New York, it's already up to eleven twenty-five. I thought something higher. I thought it was fifteen. I could be 15, wrong. Yeah, I mean, We're you also have fifteen soon. You have a dynamic of the major cities versus the rural areas too. That throws a big wrench in in how the local economy works. I mean, New York City rent, for example, is far more astronomically more than it is here. So yeah. you know. Well, I can't that's why each state should have the right to set that. But I mean, for federal minimum, that means that there are states that are going to take advantage of that and say, oh, well, all we have to do is 725. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course, <laughs> of course yeah. they are, Dan. But when it comes to the government making choices and decisions for our lives, I agree. If, if we can't have universal health care, neither can Congress. Yes. Right. That's it. If if there are people making minimum wage out in this country, you know, at seven twenty five an hour, I agree. Then guess what? For two months, two weeks out of the year, you got to go do that. You got to know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all kind. Of, oh, by the way, they keep giving themselves pay raises as well. They yeah. vote every year to give themselves pay raises, and that's not a partisan thing. So if no, if you're going to give sides. yourself pay raises, how are you not, you know, increasing that minimum wage? Yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's 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 absurd. And, you know, they well, uh, you know, uh, socialized medicine doesn't work. And, um, you know, what's I think they what should about... be paid based on performance, to be honest. <laughs> I think they yeah. should be paid based on performance. I mean, China kind of does that where they do reward. Uh, government officials that get done what they said they were going to get done in their campaigns. They get paid higher based on what they accomplish. And what yeah. their like uh, favorable ratings are, and to you, be honest, you heard it here, folks. Jason, the, telling us right now, China, the shining light of. I mean, okay. <laughs> Dad's I mean, not on the, here, is he? That's the thing. <laughs> but, but that's the thing that Never. I hate. Is that that's the thing that I hate is that we will point at at certain systems that other countries use mm -hmm. and say that system specifically works well. Well, you love China then. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what I said. I there's yeah. so many things I disagree with with China, but this this one thing works. No, that happened just... with Bernie during the last presidential race. He said the yeah. same thing about Cuba. He's like, yeah, they were fucking communists, but you know what they did is they educated everybody, and no one was poor anymore. Yeah. And yeah. then everyone see see he's a communist. Exactly. He's like, no, I'm just saying that one part of it is pretty cool. <laughs> exactly but like going back to minimum wage people are like well god if we raise minimum wage to this um you know then my job you know they're gonna be making what i make and i'm a professional dude go to your boss and say mcdonald's is paying the same amount that i'm getting paid as a professional to flip burgers so either pay me more or mm -hmm. i'm going to mcdonald's to flip burgers like yeah, why does that enter the, your head? Why does the it? Truth, why is it their fault? The worker, right? Well, the truth is, is that whether you work for a Fortune 500 company or you're flipping burgers, both of those CEOs of those companies do not want to cut into their profit margin. That's the of end of it. Not. 
Yes. It doesn't matter what you make, whether you're a minimum wage person or you got a great salary. Your boss, your boss's boss's boss, does not want to cut in to the bottom line. That's that. So, God, I'm, I'm ramping. I'm thinking about my fuck yous, though. Is there anything yeah. else you guys want to touch before we get there? No, I mean... Not, not really. I just, you know, if you are thinking of starting a business and you can't yeah. afford to, to, and you can't afford to pay your workers a living wage, then like a, like a podcast network. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then, uh, you know, maybe you should think about opening that business. Maybe you shouldn't open a business then i mean that's literally what i'm going through right now because with new york state raising the minimum to 15 pretty soon i think that's the end of next year we'll be at 15 up in western new york um i don't get paid much over 15 dollars an hour right now and I, what i'm doing requires schooling and what i do requires training and i've been doing it for 15 years and if you're going to be paying me the same as somebody working at McDonald's, mm -hmm. but the person at McDonald's is doing way less mm -hmm. than I am doing. Why wouldn't I go to McDonald's? Thank Why you. wouldn't I leave? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love teaching, but sure, this shit is stressful. It's stressful. And if I can go and make the same amount and not be stressed out, mm -hmm. then I'm going to do that. No, I, I think, mean, I think your your particular situation is very unique, Jason, in that it's a part of an industry that has already struggled to get a fair wage to begin mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And so when the other yeah. people are are elevated, you're stuck going, wait, if they're elevated, I need to be elevated as well. And you're right. right. All these all these public things that we completely take for granted need more money. And that should be a part of the of the big spending bill. Um, local and state and federal, it doesn't matter. Teachers deserve more money. Teachers should be taught. Teachers should be paid like doctors. Period. Right. And, and daycare and staff. Did sending your kid to daycare should be free. I'm sorry. I know that sounds like a socialist communist thing, but like, listen, folks. If the it money exists for a trillion dollar naval laser. Then it yeah. fucking exists for free childcare too. That's kind of what Head Start is, in a sense. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what Head Start is. But I also want to hit on like, yes, teachers do need more pay, and we all complain about it, and we all say like it's it's ridiculous. Like I know so many people that have three jobs. Sure. Um, but what we also really, really, really want and we really, really, really need and why people are also leaving the teaching profession is we need to start changing the conversation about parent involvement in education mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how they were not teachers are not respected the way they used to be. And education is not respected the way that it used to be. And it has become a daycare until they're 18 mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a lot of parents. That's what we've become. Sure. And, and a meal and a meal and, and a free meal. Mm -hmm. And you know, like the problem, <laughs> <laughs> the problem, like when you pay and then you're treated like shit by everybody, mm -hmm. it just makes the low pay even worse mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if we were going to be continued to be treated like shit, 
at least pay us more. Well, yeah, like, exactly. Like as simple as that, but like it, it goes hand in hand because there are a lot of my friends who have left education and have just gone to the corporate world just to make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not nah. always because of money. It's also because teachers get treated like crap. Dude, we I could I, we could you're... go the opposite with this. We could sit we, instead of going full socialism, we could say let's go full capitalism here. And as a teacher, you get a bonus for every kid that passes. Oh. Well, yeah, then it depends on the I district. I wouldn't be living in the city. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's but it's funny though, Jason that you say that. I just so I, I work in corporate and I don't really want to, I don't want to talk about really my job, mm-hmm. but his I employer will, name is, I want to, I want to, I want to simply say that I'm very lucky that I work in a place that does actually care about the employees mm-hmm. and I make well more than a living wage. And I, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, anyone can, everybody say can see that. Look at, look behind him folks. Look yeah. what he can afford. What I'm saying is, is, is that, that electricity? Yeah, right. It's electricity. <laughs> not only is it electricity, it's Does not just it's not just their bulbs. Yes, he's he's not just lighting up his bathroom or his living room. He's lighting up his toy collection. Yes, I'm very proud of it too. Um, but anyway, the the what I'm trying what to say those? is Rocco's they're early. they're Asian dolls. They're not a they're not Asian. What are they? Why do you say that? They're Funkos. <laughs> Funko Pops? You ever oh, you ever God. heard of Funkos? You're Rick, 11. Yeah, because I have a 13-year-old stepdaughter. That's why I heard of them. Mm-hmm. Like, look, look, I got, look at this. It's Michael Scott from The it's Office. not Michael he's, Scott. That's yes, it is. See, that's why I call them Asian. It's he's an alien. Wearing, he's got his little camera. No, that looks woods. like something that would be on a scary video on YouTube that would, like, yes. cause a viral outburst and, like, no, I don't like. I'm 100 in love with the tone you're taking me right now. <laughs> what's um, odd? What's odd is that you said you were going to start selling these, and they're just more and more and more. Yeah, I know. Um, oh. I, I'm in that process. You know, it's I got accounts. That, you know, my checking account doesn't. Anyway, um, <laughs> are your assets frozen? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is that I I'm lucky to be in the situation I am for the with the company that I work for. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 treat us well, um, and you can always say, "I wish I made more money." You can say that all the time. So you know that's obvious. Um, but I'm paid well. You know, I'm compensated well. Um, but I did just speak to to a coworker of mine that I didn't know is in our industry from teaching because it was like dude we're treated like fucking shit and here i am and i'm actually making more money and i'm being treated way better at this company than i am than i ever was teaching and like that's to me that's so sad because i would think teaching is a calling teaching is something that you're inspired to do it is it is i mean it's something that I don't mind going to work every day. I don't wake up and go, ugh, you know, like that. And how many people get to say that? How many people get to say that they get to go to work and do something different every single day? Every single day is different. Um, Um, Not me. Yeah. So it's, it's, I am blessed in a lot of ways, but at, at the same tune, like these are your fucking kids. Like stop it. Stop it. And if you think for one second that like we don't, the teachers don't notice 
who gets treated like shit and who doesn't, you're wrong because we do. Just yeah. saying. Just a warning to parents out there. No, it's it's true. Anyone want to sing We Are the World together? Oh, my God. <laughs> There was something, though, that a good friend of mine who's uh, he was on the show. His name was Ale on the show. His code name. Three of us know exactly who he is, though. Um, Jason, I'll tell you off the air. Um, But uh, Ale said that when COVID came and kids had to learn from home, Mm -hmm. he said this has just become a war of the haves versus the have nots because the community that doesn't have enough money that doesn't have internet at home, that doesn't have a computer at home, doesn't have the social or, or at home structure to have school at home are going to fall behind and it's going to be very bad. And the kids that have money that have a laptop that have internet and have more importantly, a family that will structure their schoolwork while at home, which is something my wife and I were able to do for for our daughter, is that we were able to structure her schooling when she was when we were working from home and she was, you know, at school. Like, it's it's just it's incredible. A friend of mine who is in, works for a cable company went to a call at a woman's house. She was in the inner city. She was an older woman. And he said, I walked in and there must have been 25 or 30 kids in there. And he said, what is going on? Yep. And she said, I don't know, but everyone's just been dropping their kids off here. And this yep. was at the height of the pandemic. Yep. And yep. they were like, so again, it goes back to this you know, the, the classes and the education and the disparity in those things. Yes. Yes. And a lot of times that wasn't, that was also a conversation that was skipped when everybody was rushing to reopening and everybody was rushing and saying, well, if we set up classrooms this way, or if the building is made this way, it's okay. Um, And that was something that was missing too, because in these inner cities, especially ours, you're talking about school buildings that are a hundred years yeah. old or more. They they, yep. they cannot accompany what uh, they're calling for, which a school in Greece can easily do. Yes, yes. So now we're forced to have kids stay remote because we have to have this classroom set up this way that yep. doesn't fit. Ours and now you're affecting children even more by keeping them out of the classroom. So that's a whole conversation for like when the pandemic started, there was a disparity mm-hmm. when it continued. Cause at first we all thought it was a fluke and we were just going to yeah. get two weeks. And yep. then it was like, Oh no, like we really have to continue the school year this way. How are we going to all of a sudden get everybody a mobile hotspot? How are we all of a sudden going to get everybody a tablet? And I mean, even my job was like, Mm -hmm. uh, well, here's a cell phone. We bought you a cell phone, like start doing stuff on a cell phone. We're like, uh, okay. And we literally taught through our cell phone to these kids for a little (laughs) while. Oh, speaking of cell phones, 
Jason wow. just got cut out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a bullshit situation. Um, you also have lots of kids in other states where their parents were impacted by the there entire by the virus, and they were forced to get a second job. Uh, and so it's hard for teenagers to do virtual schooling and have a job at the same time. Well, um, well to, yeah, to support the family. But Jason, you were saying before we lost you that uh, some of you guys were forced to get second or whatever cell phones in order to just to be able to communicate with the kids to do virtual and you were learning. teaching from the cell phone i was yeah. teaching from the cell phone and then i was also using my personal phone because i wanted to use a device to actually interact with the kids while i was communicating with them and, sh and facetiming them and what sure sure right. and you know so it was this mad rush and we didn't know what was going on and it kind of made a lot of us in the city mad because we started noticing like Oh, this school district, they all have brand new tablets that got delivered four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Or we're not allowed to have this one software, but this other school district is allowed to have this software that makes it so much easier for the parents to help. Yep. And yep. like, if anybody needs help, it's our parents yeah. who need help helping the kids. And it just, it became abundantly clear very, very, very fast that we were not going to get the same treatment or the same type of resources as everybody else. No. And the COVID slide is what you were talking about where kids are going to, there's going to be a pocket of kids that are going to digress a little bit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's called the COVID slide. And it's, you're going to see it in a couple years. It's going to be communities of color. Mm -hmm. It's going to be inner city. It's going to be low income. Yeah. And it's going to be very isolated to those pockets of the community. And it's just going to be another nail in the coffin. Yes. Of how uh, this disparity is everywhere. Exactly. Like I, I use an example, like when, when the COVID thing first started, the schools reached out and were like, what do you need? And I'm like, nothing and they're like well what i said well does it run on an ipad because i have two of those does she need a laptop because i have she can choose a four of laptops that i have we have high-speed internet at my house you know dad works in the tech field so like when they first started doing zoom that i remember the teacher was having problems and i like got on my daughter's thing and was like uh, click on this do that so again you know you look back on that and and what people don't realize is not everyone like not everyone has that that's not something that everyone has the school is asking for a reason if you need a laptop if you need that kind of stuff they're not asking to be friendly they're asking everyone because there's certain people that literally have nothing yeah. and now their kid is expected to learn while having nada yeah, and also they're expected to learn while being in a completely different environment and an environment that probably isn't conducive to learning in the first place. I mean, like yes. you said, your friend, the cable guy, I guarantee you one of my students was in that house. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've Zoomed with my students and there's 15 other children there because they're relying on family members to watch because there's only one income. There's only one parent. Somebody mm -hmm. has to be working. I mean, I have a lot of essential workers 
who mm -hmm. are parents of my mm -hmm. kids. So like in the middle of the pandemic, they couldn't do get on seesaw or get on zoom. Yep. And, and they would, I see when they would get on and they would get on at one, two, three in the morning mm -hmm. and complete it with their kid at two, three in the morning and then just mm -hmm. not show up to school the next day and then do the same thing in the middle of the night. And like a lot of people don't understand how taxing it can be to not have access to things and how mm -hmm. that can build up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my, it's mind blowing to me. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Yeah. Well, that's why I went ahead and I talked to Biden and I got this whole thing to be over with. So that's what I figured. I figured <laughs> this welcome. whole thing yeah. between you talking to Biden and critical mass covering the Britney Spears uh, controversy, Saga. which caused Saga. her mm -hmm. to come out today and say what she yeah. said is we because of us. We think yeah. her. Exactly. So uh, before we get to everyone's favorite uh, part of our show where we lament our our things we will lament our lamentations if you will i got a quick read for off the pages travel this is a travel agency you're going to check them out on facebook you're going to go to facebook you're going to search off the pages travel what is great about them is that there's no cost to the customer you you work with them they'll book an awesome trip for you and especially after, you know, COVID with things opening back up, you're going to want to plan your next trip. So make sure you check out off the pages travel. Um, they're going to hook you up It's and it's going to be great. Um, so with that being said, let's get on to our next part of the show. Um, Frank Costanza would say, I got a lot of problems with you people. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. Oh my and God. Uh, I know it's an awful impression of the late great. Um, wow, Jerry Stiller. So who who wants to go first with their fuck you? Who's feeling it? Who's feeling it? Well, it looks like you guys may have some thinking to do. I'll I guess I'll start us off. The finale. The, by the way, this is our season finale. If we didn't say anything, this is our season. Oh, no. So it's it's a big it's deal. Gotta be good. I'm, I'm bringing out the big guns. Do it, Dan. Do um, it. I hope everyone can hear me because it looks like my video slowed down. You're good. Smuckers, Uncrustables, after being in the microwave, the jelly that pours out of it is fucking molten lava. I mean, just talk about having a hard life. Jesus Christ, I just bit into one of those and I almost died. My hand burned. It burned my hand. So fuck you to them. And um, I'm going to ice it and cry myself to sleep. You are. You're. How are you long 40? do you put it in for? That's what I she don't said. Remember. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, right. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Especially how was Dan? I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, Who's Dan? So. <laughs> Uh, Tall one, long beard. Um, no. no. So I just want, are you 40 yet? Or are you 39? You're 39. 38, right? you piece of shit. He's definitely 38. 
38. Okay. So you're an old piece of shit. So you're actually microwaving uncrustables as a grown ass man. That's that's what you're that's that's what you're doing is your your fucking you know on uncru- I mean we got Joe here is is here for you okay um <laughs> uncrustables <laughs> and that is your fuck you of the finale wow that's yeah. wow awful it's pretty awful. serious it's pretty serious so, by the way my my laptop wants to die. Why don't you plug it in the fucking this charger? This is how you know you're a fat guy. There's some sort of red stain on the floor, and it makes me think of hot sauce. Oh, Jesus. You got a lot of problems, You are Dan. so fat. Uh, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I used to be an athlete. I have a glandular soccer. problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure it's a, I'm sure the Uncrustables you're, you're, you're and the You're the picture perfect of, uh, of health there, Rocco. Oh yeah, I played soccer. I had six uncrustables tonight with molten lava. <laughs> I have a thyroid problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move this along. I'm fat too. I'm fat too. Um, no, uh, so my fuck you, uh, Dan. You always know. I you need to do a little song. My adventures in self checkout. Oh my god, you're right. I do. Um, you need to produce a little song for that um, because I was in self checkout today. And so I'm standing in line for self-checkout, but you're like, I'm in like a, a, a lane, like I'm in the potato chip line, like the potato chip lane, I should say. And I'm waiting to get into one of the self-checkouts. So I'm standing there and this older woman steps directly in front of me and cuts me in line. So she's only got two things in her hand and I've got like four things in my cart. And she turns to me and she goes, oh, are you in line? I said, yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. Whatever, you know. So she's in line in front of me. So as we're standing there, these two young men, one of which holding a whole thing of uh, water bottles, just cuts in front of her. They don't notice that they've cut us. So she turns and looks at me and gestures to the two young men and says, look at this. Of course they would do that. And these were two young men of color. She was a white woman and she looked at me and that's, that's what she said. So I'm like standing there and I didn't even respond to her. And one of the young men heard her. And instead of looking at her, he looks at me and goes, I'm sorry, did we step in front of you in line? And I said, kind of the lines back here but it's it's really not a big deal you're getting one thing of water and he goes no 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 i apologize i'll uh i'll get at the end of the line yeah and as they went to the end of the line they told the lady oh number 17 is open and he looks at me and goes and number 20 is open because they were just opening lines and i said thanks very much and i paid for my shit fuck you to this woman who very, very clearly wanted, and she, you know, she is an older, probably Italian woman. I can say that because I'm 100% Italian, but she was an Sorry. older, like Italian woman who, you know, was obviously trying to be a racist. Um, and, uh, you know, Dan missed the whole story because, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I, I told you that my battery was dying, but you decided to tell a super long-winded story about potato chips and an old Italian woman. Yes. 
Yes, and her. That's being all racist. I got. Her being a racist. Oh, so you're fucking you know, racism. Next time, why don't you plug the fucking computer in before we even start? I there's a backstory here, and I don't want to get into it. Oh, is the backstory uh, have to do with with uncrustables? And you decided to microwave those instead of plugging your computer in? I'm not going to say no, but it is part of it. <laughs> Jason, what's your okay. fuck you? Uh, geez, my fuck you, my fuck you. I don't know. I'm not very angry. I'm not okay. a very angry. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. No, a good fuck you. That was a good fuck you. Um, I'm going to say fuck you to Liberty Mutual Insurance. They don't cover windshields. Standard. It's illegal what? in New York. All glass is all glass has to be covered in New York State. They're no, fucking you there. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, if you have collision, I believe, because I didn't have glass coverage no. either. I I was. Nope. And the day before, I we talked about it. I got a chip on my windshield. Mm. <sighs> Unless something's changed, listen, there's a very high rate of insurance companies fucking people over and lying to people. You need to hold them accountable. No, really? I'm telling you right now, from from what I know, in New York State, because they're the ones that mandate this shit, glass has to be covered. Now, they have the right to raise your rate if that happens, uh, but I'm telling you, New York State, because it just happens so much, and then people are going to be driving around with cracked and broken shit because they can't have it fixed. Well, I'll have to look into that, and maybe I'll resend my fuck you, and I'll send in another one then. We'll see. To be determined. Send it by snail mail. There's this whole thing going on because of COVID, and most people weren't driving back and forth to work, and they weren't driving to restaurants, et cetera, that the insurance companies were supposed to automatically deduct that shit and stop charging you as much as they do. And if they weren't, they're supposed to be sending you a check. And do you think that they were doing that? No. You have to hold them accountable for this shit. They're not going to tell you anything. That's why you got to go with a broker. We have a broker, and they just do all that for us. Wow. That was so much privilege. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. isn't it? Well, that was a lot of privilege in one sentence. Honestly, no, it's, the thing is, people don't know a lot about it. It's free. Like, having a broker doesn't cost you anything extra. They get all the, they for signing you up, they get a whole bunch of commissions. Um, but we have a broker who redoes our insurance for us every year and then proactively calls us and tells us when other insurance companies will give us better deals for the same shit. They do all the paperwork for us, and then we just have to sign. Um, and then those check things where people were getting overcharged. Um, mm-hmm. We got a whole bunch of those in the mail because the broker just figured that all out for us and then just said, hey, you guys are getting money. Well, there you go. That's a DIY podcast uh, part of the show. All right. <laughs> yeah. We get tell a, you what to do. Get an insurance broker. I'm serious. And, and they don't cost anything and m- build a relationship with them. We have over the past four years and um, it's just great. So you, you do, wipe swap with them and stuff. No, no, we don't do. We so don't it's not do that anything. developed, is it? Dan, what am I going to do with you? What am I going to do with you, Dan? I don't Dan, know. I'm going to miss you over the next two weeks that we take off. Or That's three it? or four or five. I haven't decided yet. I might be moving to an island somewhere. Okay, well, because we're selling advertising now, it's probably going to be about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
thought you were moving to Austin, Texas, like all the other podcasters. Uh, oh, God. That is the that's the birthplace. Uh, that's the mecca. That's where right. we all head once a year. We all yeah, take okay. a journey there, and we walk around a giant microphone statue. Right. Um, yes. And right. we pray, and we right. eat a lot of elk, and yes. we talk about DMT. Right. Thanks to right. Joe Rogan. Right. Yeah, I was Joe. Say, you all rub it out to Joe Rogan's head. Man, Joe right. Rogan is the worst podcaster with the best guests ever. Like, that's really what it comes down to. He's an anomaly. That's all I can say. He's an yeah. anomaly. He's an enigma. I don't know how he does it. I don't know why he still does it, but it works. So I love his guests. I think he's a big fucking idiot. I what? love most of his guests. I think he got good yeah. guests. Yeah. Yeah, that's but the, if that's he the brings truth up for a DMT lot of podcasts. Every though. single time, that's just Joe. I mean, I think yeah. he's s- slow. <laughs> he, yes, yes, I do love his uh, Bernie Sanders episode, though. To this yes. day, that's my favorite. My favorite one when he had Bernie Sanders on, and he challenged all presidential candidates to come on his show. And I actually think that they should do that. He asked Donald Trump. Donald Trump said no. So yeah, what do you know? Yeah, but what he do you got know? Roseanne. He got Roseanne. So. It's the same. Gross. So, Jason, thank you so much for coming with uh, coming on with us today. Yeah. Just being candid. I know, you know, we're stupid. And we ask a lot of stupid questions, um, but we yeah. we try to. One we of us m- does. Wow. I'm I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure I was driving the interview, Dan. <laughs> you just don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> True. Yeah. I don't. I'm didn't not. know what to say there, did you? I guess not. There you yeah. go. I shut the fuck up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> um, with that being said, though, again, Jason, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everyone listening and watching, thank you so much for another season with us. Season D, as in D for DFAT. Um, we want to thank <laughs> the guys at DFAT for like having us be part of your awesome network um we we have some awesome uh you know sister shows insensitive culture towel light talk star warriors campfire chats gutsy media all these awesome podcasts that everyone should be listening to it crept from the 80s now we're doing the thing that the bosses did last week we're trying to name them all (laughs) insensitive culture there's what 12 or 13 listen up casuals yeah um you know, and and to our awesome sponsors at Ridley's Gaming Realm and Off the Pages Travel, um, thanks so much for your support. Thanks so much for the support from the fans. We love all of you, and we will be back next season with awesome guests. And we're gonna shave Dan. We're gonna mm. shave him live on the air. Everything. Everything. He's gonna have a shorn scrotum. Oh, okay. Okay. I said it. I said That's it. Right. And no blood this time. All right. We'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. All right. Thanks, everyone, for a great season. And Dan. Party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Peace. They come from butts.